There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Locatora Radio. A radiophonic novella. Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Fem. Hello, Locamores. Welcome back to Locatora Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's your host, Las Locatoras. I'm Mala. And I'm Diosa. And we are recording once again um, from Radio Espacio here at Espacio 1839 in Boyle Heights. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another capítulo of Locatora Radio. Locatora Radio is a radiophonic novella archiving the geniuses, brilliance, and legacies of women and femmes of color. That's what we do. Thank you for tuning in once again. For today's capítulo, we have an interview with Morenita and Mike from Mike of... Also known as Hood Profit. Hood Profit. I'm like, which name do I use? Better known as Better Hood known Profit. as Hood Profit. Uh-huh. Um, and we'll be interviewing them in a, in a little bit, but yeah. we're going to do our regular segments before then. Yeah. Um, so last time on Locatora Radio, you heard our episode Catch Up Call In. We're actually very curious about people's thoughts about the episode. We have heard some positive feedback mm-hmm. um, uh, about just like the conversation, uh, the way that... Uh, you know, like discussing balance, right? Discussing accountability. Um, I think also we've heard from people that 
especially those like Shop Latinx, like yes, Brit, Brit, right? Reach out to us. Like people who who are you know creating something online or have some type of uh, a presence or a business or an account or what have you, and maintaining uh, that accountability yes. with the people you're interacting with, right? And also setting boundaries, right? That's always hard for us I think as individuals as women it's hard for us to set boundaries and then once you're getting into like con- creating content then thinking like oh I ha- also have to have boundaries with this yeah, you know what I mean in that realm so I think we're still learning how to negotiate that absolutely as the for the podcast so you know as always like n- you know we want to hear from our listeners like what you think of mm-hmm. of any particular capitulo or of a discussion of mm-hmm. a topic of an interview we do want to hear the feedback we want to hear what you guys think yeah, about it we love the feedback we love when you comment on the instagram we love when you tweet at us yes. all of that good stuff the dms you know yeah they're appreciated absolutely so thank you for tuning in always um, yes yeah yeah thank you for tuning in all right what okay what what was in our curious cat this time <laughs> so we have so many curious cat me questions which i love thank you so much to everyone that's been um submitting questions it's been difficult sorting through them to pick them because we want to answer all we of have them. a lot we have a lot you um, guys are very curious yes very curious about us this and what's one, going on this one i thought was really funny and, and interesting it's um what is your what is your least favorite and most favorite <laughs> capitulo of locatora radio first of all are there people who have least favorite <laughs> episodes because i am like aghast <laughs> i didn't know that that was a thing i don't have a least favorite no of course not i don't have a least favorite because i value all of the work that we put into each capitulo and i value and love all of the guests that we've had on the show um i will say that i get a little like like um like benahina like cringy like cringy mm. our earlier episodes like our very like our first maybe even 10 we were just starting when we were first starting because the the sound quality right and even um i think now our format is just much more refined i think in the beginning it was very much like just listen to us chit chat you know what i mean we're not we don't really have a structure but now i really love the structure that we've developed Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and how we try to like really time everything so that it's not just us you know going on and on about one certain topic or not even getting into the topic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because <clears throat> I listened to um, one of my favorite. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess all of them are my favorites. So I, I can't even say like one They're, of my favorites. Right. But it's like, like choosing a favorite kid. Kid or pet. I know. You have one. I do have a favorite pet, <laughs> I'm like, wait, everyone has one. Well, I do they have can't, a- They won't admit it, but yeah. <laughs> no, but like our goddess worship episode. I love that episode. I love what we've done with it. I love the workshop that we did at University yes. of Oregon. Yes. Um. But I think when I listen to it now, it took us like a good 30 minutes before we actually started talking about goddess worship. And we were Ah. talking about a bunch of different things before we even got onto the topic. And I think like now with my ear, I'm like, I don't like that. Sure. Right. You know what right. I mean? Right. Like, get, there, let's get to it. Yeah. There are days where it's like, yeah, we are gonna go off topic because a dog is gonna come into the espacio. You know what I mean? But like now. I feel like we're more structured. We are more structured. I think that we've fallen into our groove. Yeah. Our rhythm. Yeah. And we didn't have to force it. No. Just over time, I think. Yeah. We've been learning. We've been learning. I think one of my favorite... If we're talking about favorites, right? I always... Like, the multidimensional hoe is such a fave. I also... Femme Revenge. Just... And for me, the capitulos too, it's not just, like, the episode, like, listening to it itself. It's only... It's also, like, 
the names. Mm-hmm. I, I my the capítulos like Fem Revenge is like one of my favorite names for one. a capítulo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the songs that we choose to use, yeah. you know. So um, those are definitely. And then look, even I mean, I know that our first ones are weren't not as refined, but look at epistemologies. And when we had the girls, mommies and miches, yeah. that was a really fun one. It was. That was I, very fun. You know, and I love our loca epistemology. Yeah. I think that really laid the foundation for what we're going to talk about or for what this everything. podcast is about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't change that for, for anything. Um, but I, I do like to listen to it to see, like, how far we've come. Oh, yeah. And you we've know? come very far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even just the fact that now, like, even I was, like, looking at the Instagram mm-hmm. the other day, and I looked at the very first post, like, our photos. Mm-hmm. Our first photos. Um, like, our first little canvas. Mm-hmm. And then now to see, like, the photos that we're taking. Yeah. And the stages that we're on. Yeah. And now we have, like, the video element. Right. And, and it's cool, too, for me to see, like you said, like, the capítulos don't just stay as audio they they turn into workshops exactly exactly living breathing things yes i love it i love it growth growth is amazing next question okay this one is hilarious and also very valid so how do you teach your 12 year old niece that men are trash it's a good question and i have an answer (laughs) for that question first of all you can never start too young teaching um kids about uh patriarchy i agree and about violence against women Mm -hmm. and about violence against queer people it's never too young to talk about boundaries to talk about safe space um how to say no to people for me like when i hear that question how do you teach your 12 year old niece that men are trash what i hear is how do you prepare your 12 year old niece to survive men yes Right. right. Those are the conversations. I have a lot of little cousins who mm-hmm. are little girls. There's a lot of girls in my family and a lot of little girls. And so I'm always very cognizant of the things that I'm saying to them. Right. And the lessons that I teach them. Like one time, my goddaughter, Chloe, I asked her, like, oh, like, what, is, what does a princess do? Like, like, mimic for me a princess. And she goes like this. Please. Oh. You know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. <laughs> Let's try this again. Right. You know? So, like, things like that. Just little right. ways. Right. I yeah. I mean, I would say like it's just so normalized the way we, um, the way we recognize boys like as girls, right? As young girls, the way we recognize boys' attention is like very harmful, like the teasing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we recognize that as like, oh, it's because they like me, or oh, it's because this and this and that. You know that what I mean? Stuff. It's like it's that they like you, but actually they do not. So how do you teach your twelve-year-old niece that men are trash? Yeah, I mean, I like Mala said, like it's never too early to learn about consent it's never too early to learn about um how to say learning how to say no learning like what you your body needs what your boundaries are yeah right like we've talked in like other capitulos is like how do you um children really pick up on the vibes that a person is admitting yes right if someone feels like strange to them it's probably because this person is not going to be good for them it's not a safe person exactly i like in my self-defense classes when i teach um our assertiveness Mm -hmm. portions especially when i'm with women of color especially when if i'm with like a spanish-speaking group um i like to talk a lot about how the fact that we basically not beat the um, intuition out of little girls, but we discourage it so much that we become adults. We know something is bad for us. We know we don't like something, but, but calladitas, right? And Mm -hmm. we just kind of like, just kind of grin and bear it. And I always tell, you know, especially if I'm teaching um, self-defense to youth, 
listen to your intuition like Diosa said that creepy uncle that creepy relative or neighbor teacher that hugs you and puts their hand in the wrong place hugs a little too tight a little too long a little too intimate you know that that's predatory behavior like you can feel it allow your kids to say no to adults yeah allow your kids to even sometimes come off as rude to adults right what the fuck does it matter if an adult man is offended who cares my concern is is your 12 year old niece safe yep right so that's how that would be my approach yeah i completely agree did we want to answer another those are all the ones i have okay those are cute those are fun (laughs) those are yeah Okay, so in do we have anything for weird things white women did this week? Okay, well, weird things white women did this week, no. I wasn't really around any white women this okay, week. Me, I don't have a new story. Me either, but on Easter Sunday. Uh-oh. Okay, so on Easter Sunday, um, I went to Duarte. My brother lives in Duarte, and um, we were I drove, so we were pulling out my family and I, and um, we, I parked right across the street from his house. And we park and we're getting out and immediately a white woman comes out of her house and she goes, oh, are you guys here for, for Easter Sunday or are you guys here for like visiting or something like that? And I didn't even acknowledge her because I knew something was going to, something oh, weird God. was going to happen. Right, 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 right. And then my mom all like, oh, my mom's oh, muy nice, yeah. right? She's just like, oh yeah, we're going to my son's. And then she goes, oh, okay, because I have people coming too. And then she comes and she brings out a freaking, um, a cone because <laughs> she's reserving parking. <laughs> And I just, like, looked at her. I looked at the cone, and I was like, that is illegal. And I just walked inside. That like, is illegal. I was like, you can't reserve parking with a cone. <sighs> like. You can't. You can't. Well, my grandma Your does grandma that does. every single Fine. day. <laughs> grandma Nacha can do whatever she wants. That's this true. That's different. This white lady comes out to ask us if we're parking there and then puts a cone out. That's hilarious. Very, that's a good one. It was very strange. That's a good one. I was one. like, why are you being weird? Um, weird white ladies. Weird white ladies. Okay. Um. We also have some... Okay, so we're going to jump into our interview with... Yes. Morenita. We're going to bring them in. Yes, Morenita and Mike. Um, so, I wanted to say that we have events coming up. And um, April 10th, we will be at USC. We're doing a multidimensional hoe workshop. So fun. We'll share the details. It's at 7.30, I believe. And then April 13th, which is a Friday, we're going to be at UCSB, UC Santa Barbara. And we're giving a keynote at their Mujercita conference. It's going to be cute. It's going to be really cute. And then April 17th, we are going to be at USC again, and we're doing a Femme Defense Workshop. Also very cute. Yes. So we're super excited. Yeah. Check out the Instagram. Check out these events. We'll post more about the events and where to find us and how to get there and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go into a song break. Yes. And then we're going to bring them, bring on Morenita and Hood Prophet. Orcasteras Peligrosas. to Morenita and Mike. Um, we're so excited to have them both here, so we're going to uh, let them introduce themselves. 
Hi, I'm Morenita, and I'm the CEO and founder of Let's Give. Uh, my name is Mike, and I do poems. <laughs> <laughs> also known as Hood Prophet. Also known as Hood Prophet. Thank you so much for being here with oh, us thank today. Thank you guys for having us. And this is actually the second time, like, I can't believe it's been a year. Right. 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 The second time we've had Let's Give here at Espacio on Locatora Radio to talk about your projects, your events, the really yeah. exciting programs that you guys are putting together. Oh, so thank, thank you, you for coming back to update us and keep us in the loop. We love it. Oh, thank you guys. Yes. Well, thank you guys so much for having us. And we've done, we've been able to accomplish a lot since then. Yeah. We, yeah. Um, we actually sent 49,000 pounds of donations and hurricane relief to uh puerto rico after the hurricanes right um mm-hmm. we got a chartered plane we i think we were like the second organization that sent the most out of la that's amazing so it was really, really dope and then like we just finished bakersfield with Dolores Huerta actually so we helped over 400 families with clothes donations and like hand massages to the migrant farmer community that's amazing amazing congratulations thank on you all of the work that y'all have been doing thank you so much yeah i really appreciate the way that let's give mm-hmm. how you all have been able to really like get so many community members mm-hmm. to like really show up and show mm-hmm. out and and on the ground and really put in that that work and that yeah. effort mm-hmm. it's, it's not easy to do no, no grassroots organizing is very difficult yeah no it's not especially since we're like we're youth-based so yeah ran mm-hmm. by youth and reaching out to, to the youth so the community that's helping is 14 to 27 and so it'll get a little difficult at times with like you're still kids you know yeah but I think the the thing that's really dope about us is like every everybody here in the organization and everybody that's being attracted to the organization they're really about helping Mm. the community and like really about serving um they're not self-entitled we don't do this for like self-gratification or anything um so yeah it's it's really dope so everyone like it's hard, but it gets done, you know? Yeah, amazing. So um, tell us a little bit more about why we're here today, why right. we're talking with y'all right. today. So last year we were um, a part of tribe a Tribe Culture. culture. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So A Tribe Called Culture is an arts collective night mm-hmm. um, created by Let's Give. So this is our second annual tribe. Mm-hmm. And um, what we do is we bring arts to... Like, arts as a collective to a community that doesn't usually get it. Um, it was Hawthorne. I grew mm-hmm. up in Hawthorne. Hawthorne's shout, really close. Shout out. Yeah, Hawthorne's really close to my heart. And I, growing up, I realized that, like, I was always having to go out to these different communities mm-hmm. um, hours away from my own to, to, to get these art experiences. And it kind of, like, hurt that that was never in my home. So I brought it to a local high school. Well, we, as a as Let's Give, brought yeah. it to a local high school, and um, it's performances, musicians, singers, poets, um, big poets that I'm really, really close to, Mike, Jessica, um, right. and then we have, so we have musicians, we have dancers, we have poets, we have an entire art walk, and we also have vendors. So the vendor aspect of it is bringing like small mom and pop shops or like cyber shops to vend and right. they get to keep 100% of the proceeds Amazing. and the artists they get to vend and they get to sell their artwork and they get to keep 100% of the proceeds so not only are we helping the economy of local artists because like as artists we know how hard that can be sometimes not having that outlet but we're also providing arts and unification through the arts like brack and brown unity yeah. through the arts into a space that doesn't usually get that so that's the beautiful part of it 
And Mike, yeah. and you're participating in tripod yeah. culture. Can you tell us a little bit about your role and what the event means for you, your participation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think even just to Morenita's point exactly of like bringing these spaces back home, you know what I mean? And I think like in doing social justice work or in like community work or in whatever, um, it's hard, you know what I mean? It's hard and it's draining and, it, and it's hard to get up and organize and to um, and to strategize constantly, um, especially against systems that are like directly affecting you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons it's so important um, to have this space, but especially like me coming into the space and going like this is needed um, of like going, yeah, we we work on all these things, but when do folks have time to heal? When do folks have time to celebrate? When do mm-hmm. folks have time and space in their homes with people that look like them mm-hmm. um, to mm-hmm. hold space for each other? You know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think the other part of that is also like we um, we always talk about like dismantling these systems. We always talk about the work that we do. We always talk about social justice. But then also I kind of go like when we talk about dismantling these systems, what else are we also doing? to rebuild institutions. You right. know what I mean? Like, I think we talk about institutions and it becomes like this trigger word. Um, and it's because we we have like, of, can I cuss? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I just think like, we have a really fucked up relationship with institutions. You know what I mean? It's it's dangerous and it's, it's unhealthy. Um, but then also, I think, we have to take it upon ourselves to rebuild them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because then it's just like we dismantle all these institutions and then where do our people have to go? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think uh, Tribe is like, does a really good job of doing that. You know what I mean? Of like rebuilding a consistent space um, for folks to heal and live and, and thrive in yeah. that's home and also with people that look like you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's when, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very beautiful event. It is. I mean, last year when we were there, like, the flyest black and brown youth yeah. were there, oh like, God. dressed so <laughs> yes. cute, so outfits, beautiful. The, the outfits, outfits alone. Right? We didn't even, honestly, we didn't even see the performances. We were outside. <laughs> and the outfits alone. Well, yeah. well, last year what we were doing is we were interviewing the vendors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of our role. And this mm-hmm. year, we are we're going to be participating in Tribe Called Culture yes, as Locatora, mm-hmm. um, but in a different capacity. Yes. Which I think we're still we're working, still working out. <laughs> but we will be there nonetheless yeah. to support and, TBD. TBD. Yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. No, I can definitely vet for the artists last year. Not only the the visual artists, but also the performances. Right. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. And this year, like I'm, we're taking it up a notch. Yeah. Like, I'm so excited. Like Weapons of Mass Creation that was playing earlier. They're going to be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, Aponte, he's playing. We have Kevin Sandbloom again this year. I mean, we got Jessica Salgado, right. Hood Prophet, Kido. Fortune, Angela, Angela, and then um, like Chingona Fire. It's just, it's amazing. It's gonna be super dope. That's a great lineup. Like, yeah, no, and that's even that's the lineup. Like the tip stacked. of the iceberg. The like, lineup is stacked. It's amazing. And then we have like local poets and like people that are going to the school that are mm-hmm. being gonna be performing as well. So, can you tell us a little bit about the high school and like the the community that um, mm-hmm. you're hosting this event at, at Lusinger, right? Yeah, Lusinger okay. High School, right there, and um, it's like. Borderline Hawthorne Lawndale yeah. area. Um, it's, it's really close to my heart. I, I, I wasn't able to go there. Um, they've, they've really come up though since my childhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, Losinger used to be known for race riots and a lot of pain within 
our community was focused in losing her and they've really they've really been able to clean themselves up and they're such the campus is beautiful mm-hmm. and it is a very beautiful it's a campus. Very beautiful yeah. And it's it's um it's a landmark actually in Hawthorne. So mm. it's a historical landmark mm-hmm. in Hawthorne. Really? And yeah, my my entire family, all of my siblings went there, my dad went there, my mom almost went there, but her mom didn't let her, like she didn't <laughs> let me. But yeah, no, it's it's a landmark in not only my life, but in Hawthorne as well. Yeah, for sure. And who would you say, like, if you were to describe the let's give tripod culture attendees demographic, mm-hmm. like, who's going? Who's showing up? Like, who's, mm-hmm. you know, who... It's the flyest. The, it's, it's, a, it's a family. It's a, it's a family event, you know? So we have all ages, uh, moms, dads, grandpas, aunties, uncles, yeah. those aunties and uncles that aren't really your aunties and uncles, right. but, like, they still are, the you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just the, the block. The block is coming. The block is showing up and is dope mm-hmm. I love it oh my god just to like see you talk <laughs> about it like just gets me so excited because yeah. you're glowing you're you can see like oh, how much you. passion you have for this project because I know that this is your baby it like is. you spearhead this yeah life. no I um this has been my vision this arts collective night has been my vision since before I even started let's give and it really was I started let's give so that I can do something like this Mm. and like yeah let's give we we help and we work in our communities as well but like I needed that outlet I needed a form of being able to bring the arts and you know tribe called culture isn't the only way we bring arts into our community through let's give we try to incorporate arts not only radically but as a form of healing and as a form of giving back to our community every chance that we get. When we're in my, uh, when we're helping the migrant farmers in Breakersfield, we have a kids' corner set up for them where we mm-hmm. do arts and crafts with them mm-hmm. and we talk to them and we connect with them through arts and crafts. And so Let's Give really, really helped me visualize and conceptualize and bring tribe to life. And without Let's Give, I wouldn't be able to do this. Mm. So it was, it's this duality that like is truly amazing and they're both my dreams come true. So yeah. Love it. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you. So can I ask, how do you two know each other and how did you two meet and like get in and you know, like what are the origins of of the org and of this, the work that you all do? Right. uh, Poetry. So Mm. I met him at an open mic that Nangona Positivity Pride was actually putting Mm. on. Nice. Yeah. And uh, it was a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I read a piece. I read a piece that I read a lot, actually. It's called Egun. And it's just about, like, honoring my ancestors. It's a note to my ancestors. And I guess, I don't know. And I think immediately we clicked um, just on, like, being the only Afro-Indigenous people yeah. in the poetry space. Uh-huh. Um, in a predominantly brown space. And being like, oh, shit, you look like me. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, and then it just kind of cracked. And I think it was around the same time that Tribe was happening. And then y'all put me on the Tribe. And we, like, became yeah. Tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he really became, it. like, a mentor to me, like, a big brother. He helped me with my poetry and, and really, like, heal through these things that I was going through at the time through poetry and, like, mm-hmm. through mentoring me through my poetry and stuff. And, like, I was able to do a lot of healing in in that time span. And, um, it, like, he touched on earlier, like, both being Afro-Indigenous in this mm-hmm. space where, like, the duality isn't isn't seen as much Mm -hmm. and like being able to talk to somebody about that about being black and brown Mm -hmm. in spaces that are usually only brown usually only black and like having that dialogue with someone that I I, I'm I'm not close to the Puerto Rican side of my family so Uh having that it was really really big for me because I, I wasn't able to have that dialogue that I mean needs to be had Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And as poets, yeah. 
so there's so many oh my gosh there's so much to talk about yeah, so many, <laughs> I know. there's so many levels and, and things going on here okay the poetry the poetry scene mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. give the internet instagram mm-hmm. like building community like let's talk about that like yeah. like as poets as activists as artists and being very active also like online like what has community out in real life versus community like being built on mm-hmm. instagram and stuff like what has that been like for you all because this is like i think an ongoing conversation for us yeah and mm-hmm. we see how you all like also are very active so mm-hmm. i'm curious mm. i think i really get to connect with younger brown girls through through my instagram but i mean i don't have as big of a platform as him but like i do get young girls often dming me yeah. and like trying to have these conversations with me that they don't usually get in in other spaces and I'm I'm all the way here for that and so I I I talk to them and I get to give them advice and stuff and I wouldn't be having that because they're not in my own community and I think it's really awesome too because I grew up in in Hawthorne but I also had to go to schools in really white spaces Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that was really really hard for me because there was nobody who shared the same ideologies as me and I was always having to be oh that one loud revolutionary chick that like oh my god she's so annoying sure whereas like online and and it happened a lot when I was beginning of my friendship with Mike of like we would go out on weekends to to open mics and stuff and like we'd be the popular kids out there that like everyone wanted to talk to and like be around and stuff and then right the next day I was having to go back to school where like I was at the bottom of the totem pole again got it so it was like it gave me a chance to like really open up and be who own myself and own the revolution in my soul and like be unapologetically radically me and that helped me so much survive through my schools Mm. Yeah, That's and amazing. and I also think it's it's cool because you're not often in these communities or in these spaces where you can have dialogue with people who think the same way as you, you know, like you're often in it, the community that you find and that you build online is very biased. Yes. And it's very filtered, but that's it, it's it's a plus because you can have these dialogues and yeah. then go back into these spaces that aren't that are the opposite mm-hmm. and know what you're talking about because you're being presented these different ideologies. I think that's, yeah. Great. Yeah. Also, I think, like, um, since Jump, like, I mean, so I came up in, like, the organizing world of, like, hardcore, like, like organizing (laughs) and, like, agitating and educating. Um, And so even now, like, I always look at social media as a tool um, Mm -hmm. of, like, I've been given this platform for whatever reason and, like, the work that I do in my art, and, like, I try to utilize it in organizing as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I think in, in just life, in, like, all the things, I try to utilize my shit as, like, resistance, as a radical mm-hmm. act, as organizing. Um, but I think I have qualms with social media a lot. Because um, mm-hmm. while it's, like, yes, it's this gateway and it's, like, this beautiful tool that you can use, also I think, like... Um, I don't know. It just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me uber uncomfortable because mm. I know a lot of folks that go on social media and be like, yo, I'm at a rally with a flyer. And then like, you not really, you know what I mean? For sure. Um, For and sure. then I think like also just like the trending of like all this like low conscious shit and like, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and it makes me uber uncomfortable. But then also as an organizer, I kind of go like, yo, social media has taken it a step further that mm-hmm. I don't have to do now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because like now I get you and you already going to marches. Okay, mm-hmm. but, well, let me teach you this now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Let me educate you on this you know what I mean Um, and so while I have qualms with social media a lot of going like "Mm, I know you're not connected to an org or like what you're saying like I can tell you didn't like go through um like I know your political education were not taken yeah Yeah. and it's just like a jump Mm -hmm. um and while it 
fucks with me, I also kind of go like, okay, like we get it somewhere at least. You know what right. I mean? Like at least like the steps are being kind of taken. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think in like as um, coming from Let's Give, I wouldn't have been able to reach out to so many youth mm. um, to come and join us if it weren't for the platform that mm-hmm. was created for Let's Give, and the page itself because of how much it's been built, yeah. we've been able to reach out to so many more people mm-hmm. and get in contact with so many more people that it was such an important tool to raising. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to, I do want to say that like something that we were talking about earlier in the interview was just the sheer numbers of like mm-hmm. the people that you mm-hmm. are, the, mm-hmm. you were able to fill a plane with donations, mm-hmm. yep. you know? And like, yeah. for me, I saw, I definitely saw that connection with the youth and the internet. Yeah. yeah. Like that is mm-hmm. like a new sort of organizing mm-hmm. space. Yeah, right. Definitely. It's just amazing to me that like, I think it's dope. Yeah. Good Thank job. You. <laughs> Thank you. Good and I think, I, I think something that Let's Give presents that like not a lot of other organizations present is that yeah. anybody who joins us, we do the research. Mm. Like we're not walking blind into any any event that we do when yeah. we're going into the migrant farm workers in Bakersfield we do research on what they have to go through the suicide numbers the the mental health issues that that are presented in these spaces yeah. and when we're going into Skid Row it's the same thing we're like we're not whoever comes in you're not going to be uneducated about the spaces that you're going into no matter if you're brown no matter if you're black no matter if you're white like we present the research and it and it shows when you talk to the members that's very important i appreciate that i think and you you know talking about like reasons why we are so happy to have you here again (laughs) and continue to like collaborate with you all and with let's give is because a like I love you and think you're adorable. Thank you. Number one. Um, I've seen you perform your poetry at a couple at the Poetry Lounge Mm -hmm. and at Jessica's um, book release. release, And you're incredible. Thank you. Um, And also, like, just the the projects that you all very intentionally choose to undertake, Mm -hmm. right? And delivering very, like, real material, like, needs and goods and, like... The Bakersfield project, like my, I love that project. My family's mm-hmm. from Bakersfield. My oh, whole, wow. I come from generations of farm workers. My dad was a farm worker, you know? So uh-huh. like, for me, that's a beautiful project that is yeah. such like a local, like an LA, like a California, SoCal, like a need, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And especially for so many Latinos, even who are urban Latinos here in LA, many of us have our families out right. mm-hmm. in right. agricultural communities, right? And mm-hmm. we've just migrated now to the city in different ways. So mm-hmm. I, I love, that's what I really love about Let's Give is the, the very intentional projects you undertake. Thank you. Yes. That means so much to yes. me. Truly. Um, so I realized we've been talking so much oh, about yes. Let's Give and a Tribe Called Culture, but we actually didn't say the dates. Oh, right. Yes. right. Oh, okay. Let's plug it. Let's plug so it. Let's plug everything. Plug, it we go. plug all of it. So right now, you can go on our website at letsgivemovement.org. Our tickets are on sale. You want to get them now before they run out. Exactly. the show is going to be at Losinger High School on April 27th. That's a Friday night. Mm-hmm. All right? Friday night. <laughs> Doors open at 6? 5. 5. Doors open at 5. You want to get there early because we have a whole art walk and vendors and stuff and you want to be able to have time to go through everything. Um, but yeah, yeah. Love it. Amazing. And where can people keep up with you two and follow your comings and goings and support your work as well as individuals? On the interwebs. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you don't have to if you, you want, want to. to. No, yeah, I'm good. Uh, my Instagram is Hill Profit, uh, P R O F E T. 
Um, and even just like with Let's Give stuff, a personal stuff, all the things are there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna be selling the shirts also, so I'm excited nice. for that. Cool. And like sage bundles and nice. rose waters and oils and all the little artsy cute things. Beautiful. I, I love the rings that you're wearing. The crystals are really They're beautiful. beautiful. I stole these from Michaels. <laughs> nah. Nice. <laughs> one, day we'll, one day we'll have a conversation about like how many of us have histories of shoplifting. Right. <laughs> no, this is real. That's why I'm like, it's y'all thing. family. It's now. very like, real. We are coming to the end of our time with you all. Hold on real quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot. Go ahead. So Let's Give. You can follow us on Instagram at let's.give and then you can follow me at La Morenita with three A's at the end. Yay. Yay. Thank you so much for Thank being you for having here. us. So, alrighty. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another capítulo of Locatora Radio. Uh, See you next time. Subscribe. <laughs> Follow, comment. Um, leave us a review on iTunes. We, as always, we're on Audioboom, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcasts. So thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Besitos. Besitos. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.